Take a look behind the curtain with a real whistleblower and American patriot. Prepare to embrace the uncomfortable truth because this program has no time for comforting lies. Here is civil liberties enthusiast, Second Amendment defender, and recovering FBI agent, Kyle Serafin. Yeah, here I am. Welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show, my friends. It is Friday. And it's the 1st of December. We are beginning a new month. It is Advent. My kids got to open their Advent calendars, which means they're eating chocolate very early in the day. That's always terrible. It's a terrible decision as a parent. But that's where we're at because the coming birth of Christ means you change up the protocol just a little bit, just a little bit. It's been a weird week. Is it just me? Has it been really strange out there, y'all? Has it just been strange on every level? We're getting breaking news left and right. We got bad news. We got good news. We've got uh, unknown news. We've got the ridiculous sort of things happening all over the country. I guess it's what we would say that time of year in some ways, right? It's beginning to look a lot like insanity. So many people lose their minds over the holidays. Some good news and some sad news. But the best thing for me is that Steve Friend happens to be on the road, so I'm going to have a, uh, a little bit of a stand-in. And who better to stand in than my friend Garrett O'Boyle? He's going to be joining us in just one second for our Friendly Friday phone-a-friend because our normal Friendly Friday guest is unavailable. I think he's being held captive by United Airlines. Uh, I just want you guys to know, lest you be worried about his condition, he is being treated well. They are keeping the cabin temperatures one degree higher than normal, so he is not shaking. His lips are not blue, and they have given him exactly one almond for each flight, so he should be well, well fed as he travels across this country in this sort of silly way. Um, let's let's talk a little thanks to our sponsors first, and then we're going to jump into some of today's topics, which are full of weirdness and silliness. We'll bring you into the weekend with good cheer. So first of all, we want to say thanks to our friends over at 4Patriots, the number 4, patriots.com slash Kyle. That's pretty easy, K-Y-L-E. That's the promo code we use. The number four, patriots.com slash Kyle. Then that's how you get to this website full of survival capabilities. There are survival foods. There are survival gears. There are survival gadgets. There are my favorite lemon bars, which Ryan seems to be hovering over. Uh, do you guys ever eat these? If you go on a hike, I'll tell you what. They're actually really good for just like hiking foods. You never know when you want to just throw them in your pack, let them staying, hang out in there. And then when you start getting kind of grumpy, when you start feeling a little Steve Friend-like, where you're like, oh, I'm on mile number 12 of this normal run that I do, but I refuse to eat because I'm that guy. I've just got this little, this little handy thing. My buddy used to talk about the, uh, the, the cookie bars or the, uh, what do they call them? The hoo bars, I think is what they call them, or the hoo bars in the MREs. He would keep them and he would store them in his MRE pack. And whenever he was feeling pretty bad about how long he was running or how heavy his pack was, and he was a TACP, by the way, who we have one of our favorite TACPs sitting in the, uh, the live chat right now. My buddy, Nick, would tell me that he would just take a knee and he would hydrate just a little bit. And you have a little pity party, just a little pity party for himself with something sweet, whether it's the lemon bar or whether you have like some real hearty foods. And then you get that spirit right back up and you're ready to just trudge back on. That's why they always say at survival school that you can't go three seconds without hope. It's actually the biggest thing. And the way that I feel hopeful is having a plan for some food because calories, they really do make the miserable experience less miserable. Uh, someone who knows a little bit about misery and having to do hard things and eat MREs is my friend Garrett O'Boyle. At GOB Actual. Garrett, welcome to our show for this friendly Friday phone a friend moment. Thanks for having me back. Glad I'm happy to be here. I like that you turned the uh, the room around. It looks good. I think that we did some good work last night getting that squared away. I agree. Um it's a it's a much more pleasant view instead of just looking like I was painted into some blue foam. So do you back have a to the 
Yeah. Do you have a favorite MRE? Was there an MRE that you were like, I actually look forward to this one? Which one was it? I do. I do. Uh, so a few years into my army days, they had a, a menu change or, or something like that. And the people who make the MREs came out with some new ones and it was the, uh, chicken and pesto or pesto with chicken. I forget the exact name and I forget the number, but it was the best. I loved it. I loved it. Whenever I got that the, one, the pasta ones were never really terrible except veggie lasagna. I always thought that was awful. Mm, yeah. And, uh, and, my, and the omelet, what was the uh, omelet one? Veggie omelet. Oh, that thing was disgusting. I'd rather go hungry. Oh. Yep. Yep. If I got that one, I, I usually wouldn't, I wouldn't eat the omelet portion. At least it was, it was gross. Right. That was a cast off. And then you just sort of like stripped it for whatever was valuable in there that whatever sort of <laughs> yeah. treats or whatever. Yeah. The peanut butter was about the only good thing in that one. If I remember maybe correctly. just put the hot sauce in your eyes. So you didn't have to think about eating the omelet. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing worse than an omelet. That'll stay, uh, decent and edible for 25 years yeah package. it was like it was like plastic you know it was like rubber like what is this thing yeah it doesn't look like an omelet it doesn't taste like an omelet they tell you it's an omelet but you know they're lying to you and they're into that sort of thing we're going to talk about some of those things let's uh promote your sweatshop how's the sweatshop business going oh man you guys are keeping me busy it is uh it is business is booming the sweatshop i'm pretty sure the the walls are sweating even as we speak um like <laughs> which like one are, which are, one are you wearing right now what do you got on oh i have the uh i i did i did just have the uh suspendable or die shirt on but it's it's cold man it's cold in nineveh so i threw on the sherpa hoodie the thick one show people the which, hoodie can you, can you flip it up? yeah so it's just got the uh the badge but you can get it in a couple couple different options it's got like a thick um like lined hood very warm it's probably going to end up being essentially my winter coat this year because I've already I've already put it to the test a little bit. No wind gets through this thing. So I'm that's, a big fan of it. That's solid. All right. So they yeah. can check that out there. It's the dash suspendables.com, folks. The dash suspendables.com. What's my promo code get them? Anything? Uh 10%. They say yeah. 10% if they if they stick out. Does anyone not use the promo code? Um, occasionally there's there's people who don't use the promo code. So I don't know where I didn't use the code. Oh, thanks, Ryan. I appreciate the extra 10% to be honest. Got you, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't have to use the promo code, folks, but if you want you to, you can. You yes. Because we understand and, it. Yeah. And honestly, by all means, use it because uh, whatever. I mean, that's what we made it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm wearing I'm wearing the uh, the last line strength right now with the red line. Yes, right. So you've got line. the whole you've got the whole suite. So, folks, if you want one of these last line strength, by the way, if you wear this shirt in public, People will come and tell you that you've never met, that you're complete strangers. They'll be like, that's a badass shirt, man. I've gotten that multiple times now from just strange dudes who look like they're part of our tribe. They literally walk up and I've had the blue, I've had the green line, and now I have the red line. The red line, generally speaking, is firefighters and I was a paramedic, so I'm going to I'm gonna just kind of latch on to the firefighter EMS world with that. And I think that's, uh, I don't think any firefighters will hold that against me. But the red line is available for you if you want to do that one. And then my absolute favorite is still the last line Substack logo with the rifle with the uh, quill because I think it confuses people. And I'm yeah. 100% behind confusing people. You can do the uh, the night version like that, which looks like, I've actually got a really good picture of you uh, for you, Ryan. Uh, God, I need to take a deep breath. I've got a good picture for you, Garrett, of that night vision looking shirt with my night vision goggles sitting on top in the helmet. So I will send oh, that for your, for your website. Cool. It actually does look cool. really cool. Yeah. All right, let's 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 dig into some topics today. Uh, folks, the-dispendables.com. You guys know where the merch store is. You're keeping Garrett busy. Keep doing so. We appreciate that. Uh, let's do the first thing here, which I thought was pretty wild. 
Topic number one was why would you even want to keep the tapes? I'm going to read some stuff from you from this, and then uh, Garrett, I'll get your reaction. It's pretty straightforward. Pull it over here to my screen. This is uh, reporting by John Solomon, who is a friend of our show and actually texted. He, he actually texts me his stories directly. This is a guy who has a million followers on Twitter, but he personally notifies me when he has a story like this. I don't know why I love that so much, but there's something very weird about the world that we've entered GOB where people that are in this sort of very high profile thing. He's probably one of the best investigative reporters in the country, used to work for Fox, now runs justthenews.com, his own outfit. And this uh, article is entitled Rep Loudermilk confirms that all January 6th uh, committee depositions, all the videotapes, are gone. So Loudermilk, the Republican from Georgia, says that the taped depositions of all January 6th star witness Cassidy Hutchinson and all the other testifiers from the original J6 committee, they're gone. They're missing. Um, Loudermilk says, I wrote a letter to Bertie Thompson, who we covered earlier this week. We were talking to Sonia Labosco, famously, who said that uh, all of the J6ers were white supremacists and domestic terrorists. He said, I'm asking them, and, uh, and and he confirmed that they did not preserve the tapes. They didn't feel like they needed to. But according to the House rules, you have to preserve any data and any information and documents that are used in an official proceeding. That's There's not much more to the story other than I would love for your reflection. Garrett, imagine you were doing an investigation, whether it was a, a local investigation or whether you're doing a federal investigation, and and then you were like, yeah, I did some interviews, but I just, I just threw them out. I didn't like them. I don't want to. I don't want to provide that. Imagine sort of the problems you would have with that. You want to tell people what it, that would look like? Yeah, it's so it's so mind boggling to anyone who understands evidence preservation. Like when when I read that, I I, I I'm it's coming out right now. I'm flabbergasted by it when I when I just think of my background as a cop and then as an FBI agent. I'm looking at it like this: they destroyed evidence. That's what they did. I mean, it's. The stuff with this with with this January sixth incident, and you know we've talked about it before. Obviously, there was it was not a good day, but what the, the fallout in the last few years of what has transpired and what they're doing to these people. You know, you had Sanyan talking about um, the quad S's and all the, all these J sixers being followed around, um, and and now this the evidence. That's what that's what a taped interview is. It's evidence, and it's gone. I mean. Are you kidding me? Like the FBI, my PD, you have like evidence vaults because it's such a serious matter. It's such a serious endeavor to preserve evidence because last I checked, I know it's not really getting applied, but last I checked, we still had a bill of rights in this country. And in accordance with that bill of rights, um, you are supposed to have the opportunity to face your accuser. And part of that includes witness testimony and now all of these tapes are gone. I mean, dude, like, it's just, it's so mind boggling. And the other part of it that stands out a lot for me is they don't even care. They don't even try to cover it up in a good way. It's just like, they just do whatever they want and they know they can get away with it. And, you know, what are, what are we, the, the people supposed to do? They, you know, they, they don't care. They don't care about us. They don't care about January 6th defendants. They don't care about preserving evidence. They don't care about the truth. What will be the uh, consequences you think for uh, dis destroying these tapes? Absolutely nothing. And let me let me read because you are correct. And I want people to understand when we say these things, we're not just making it up that you have a right to face your accusers in this country. Amendment six, the United States Constitution. This is the Sixth Amendment in the Bill of Rights. It's halfway down there. It says in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial. That's number one. 
by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall be uh, shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and the cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. That's it. That's what it is. You have a right to face your accusers. You have a right to to be confronted with the witnesses against you. And in theory, that would mean that they would have to preserve those witness testimonies, which are coming against you. Uh, I guess Congress just likes to do their own thing. And in order to to further validate that, we have another story that comes exactly from the same people because they're they're really digging down on this. And I think it's worth your time. So we'll, we'll do it again. Uh, this The second story coming out of out of justthenews.com, again, John Solomon, it says Democrat star witness Cassidy Hutchinson. Now, remember, she made the case that uh, Donald Trump was a crazy person on January 6th and then was massively refuted by basically everyone. Uh, it says normally that revisions to depositions and transcribed interviews involve fixing typographical errors. Cassidy Hutchinson made major changes to the substance of her earlier January 6th testimony that legal experts say is entirely new testimony. That's a real big problem. It says three months after she testified as the Democrat star witness in the January 6th congressional hearings, former Trump aide Cassidy Hutchinson submitted significant changes to the statements and information that she provided in transcribed interviews to the U.S. House of Representatives dating to February of 2022, according to this sheet that was reviewed by Just the News. John Solomon has outstanding sourcing, by the way. Um, having talked to him, I've brought stories to him, and he's been able to go and substantiate it with his own sources all over DOJ and FBI and so on. He's very, very good. He's been doing this a long time. It says there's a 15-page long errat, uh, errata statement, rather, uncovered recently by, again, Barry Loudermilk, which uh, includes significant changes to Hutchinson's account of key events at the Capitol riot drama, including what's Secret Service vehicles transported Donald Trump to the J6 2021 rally, whether or not there were guns at the Washington, D.C. rally that preceded the riot and what she knew about a meeting where hang Mike Pence chants were allegedly being chanted. Um, she just completely changed all of her testimony. You want to talk about, uh, Garrett, sort of the danger of having a witness that says one thing and then later on says something completely different? Uh, yeah, I would like to talk about that, Kyle. And first, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to key it up that way, but but there you are. Go no, for it. I, I'm I'm pretty fired up about this one. And and first, I want to say, will the real so-called Congresswoman Stacey Plaskett please stand up? Because as we all remember, I have charges of perjury and obstruction looming over my head because they say that I lied in my testimony to Congress. Well, what, I didn't. What was lie. the What was the lie that they accused you of? Uh, they claimed that I had gone to uh, the media before I testified. Congressman Gates asked me a question along those lines, and I said, nope, I didn't do that. And uh, that was true then and still true today. But uh, those charges were still um, uh, inferred to DOJ by Plaskett and Nadler. And guess what? Guess what else, Kyle? Guess who didn't change any of their testimony? Me. And I'm quite certain that Marcus and Steve didn't either. Can we can uh, we can we just say this on the show, which I don't know if we've said it, but you and I have reviewed affidavits to the effect that the thing that they've accused you of has been admitted to by another person. Is that correct? Uh yeah. That that's I mean, that's how I take it, because they based their um referral, their criminal referral, off of sworn testimony by our good friend Jennifer Moore, who retired the very next day. And then and we had a whistleblower come out and say that they actually uh, had confirmed the opposite of what Jennifer Moore said. She likely committed perjury right. under oath in front of right. Congress 
no charges, no uh, referral for that. They referred you for something. And we've seen not just the whistleblower, but additional affidavits stating that the thing that they accused you of was done by somebody else because that person uh, owned it and acknowledged it. And right. that's in possession of, of attorneys that we know. And that they knew uh, before I was even suspended that I didn't do what they claimed I did. Right. But here we are and fast forward a few months and then they accuse me of doing what uh, Miss Hutchinson did. Mm-hmm. And uh, so think of that. You you're sworn in to testify and she gives a testimony. And then with in the next in, ensuing months, she says, actually, uh, I would like to make some corrections to my to my testimony. Um, I may not have been completely honest when I was trying to get a book deal and I was yeah. t- testifying. And so I'm going to try to redo this. I know that you guys think I look like Christine Blasey Ford, but that's just because I am Christine Blasey Ford. I actually am the same person. Yeah. I'm a, I'm and, a time traveler. Uh, well, <laughs> is it possible? Is, is Cassidy Hutchinson possibly a time traveling version of Christine Blasey Ford that just pops up? Like that guy from Hamas that was both dead and then like an insurgent and then like hanging out in Qatar. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ryan? What's that guy's name? Um, I, mean, I don't. I've seen some of these time traveler uh, photos and yeah. whatnot that, that people dive into. And it is possible, <laughs> Kyle. Here's my favorite answer. When, whenever a lawyer would ask me a question, I would say, or this is my favorite answer. Because, you know, they always say, isn't it possible that fill in the blank X, Y, and Z? And I would always say anything is possible because, yeah, okay. Because I mean, you are you believe in God, which means you yeah. believe that there is a, a supreme being that could make things happen, whether or not you think they should. <laughs> exactly. You know what and, the fun uh, thing about that is, though? It, but it doesn't make it probable. Right, right. But Okay, it, so it, hold on. You know what? This is a perfect segue because I didn't know you were going to say that. And, uh, and since you did... Let's move to video four, just for fun things about possibilities. Let's play this. This is one of your favorite guys. You didn't know I was going to play this either. But uh, Ryan, will you run video number four, the conspiracy theorist who has accused Garrett O'Boyle of things? You have no idea. You know hard drives can be manipulated. Are you suggesting the New York Post participating in a conspiracy to construct the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop? (laughs) Oh, Dan. <laughs> Play that one more time. Play it one more time. This is this is Dan Goldman. He's a representative uh, from New York who has uh, not credibly accused Garrett O'Boyle of lying because he's just a dickhead and we don't like him. And uh, and I'm just going to call it as it is. And he is now in an arguing match with, um, with Michael Schellenberger, who is far smarter than he is. And for me, the, the tweet that I had about this was basically Dan Goldman should stick to arguing with Happy Gilmore. Like, that's kind of the level of intelligence that he brings to this sort of uh, discussion. He shouldn't deal with people that are intelligent, that actually know what's going on. But sure it is. Play it one more time just so people can get a grasp. He's accusing, essentially, the uh, New York Post saying that it's possible, it's possible that Rudy Giuliani and the Russians created the Hunter Biden laptop. Not that they did, but it's possible that they did. And that's what he wants to put on the record. This is his contention. Go ahead and play it one more time. You have no idea. You know, you hard drives can that be it's a manipulated. Are you suggesting the New York Post participating in a conspiracy to construct the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop? No, sir. The problem is that hard drives can be manipulated by Rudy Giuliani or Russia. But what's the evidence that and that happens? What's well, there the is actual evidence of it, but the point is it's There's not no the evidence. Thing. So you're engaging in a conspiracy. I'm glad theory. you're engaging in conspiracy theory. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I really appreciate Michael Schellenberger's response right there oh so you're engaging in a conspiracy because it's cause he's smarter than him he, he is uh dan goldman is out of his depth he always has been i mean think of it 
he was out of his depth with a knuckle dragger from Wisconsin. So <laughs> Cause, cause that's, that's, that's that great. Like uh, someone made like a, a video meme of you, like where they drop the yes. Snoop Dogg glasses on you and the cigar yeah. because they're like, uh-huh. they're like, isn't it possible? And you're like, but it's not probable. And it's right. like, mm-hmm. because he has no idea what he's doing out there, I guess. No, no. And think, think of this, just, just his um, IQ or I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, his silver spoon maybe plays a role, but he, he he bought his seat at that table and he gets up there and loves to accuse people he doesn't like doesn't care for and this is this is a problem i've been thinking about lately in this country whether you're a democrat or republican once once you get elected you're supposed to still represent everybody in your district or yeah. or whatever and that's not what's happening and and, and i'll say that on that's on both sides um, that's true. Let me and, let me tell you what uh, what George Hill says about uh, Dan Goldman. He said he was born on third base and he thinks he hit a triple. <laughs> that's great. It's I the, mean, that, it's, the, it's the cleanest yeah, way of saying it, that. Yes, it, that yeah, once George you hear Hill's it, you can never unhear that. <laughs> yeah. A man born on third base who believes he hit a triple. Uh huh. Yeah, and that and that's absolutely the case there. You could, you know, I think you saw it when when we testified. I think you saw it yesterday. Was it yesterday when they testified? Yes. And uh, it's it, it's it's really disheartening and kind of kind of disturbing to see where we're at where um these these politicians these elected officials just attack just attack these witnesses like because this. there's absolutely no uh repercussions for whatever right. they say no matter how false it may be right and think and think of that clip you just played michael schellenberger has done far more investigation into these topics than dan goldman has even ever sniffed and Dan Goldman has the gall to sit up there and and say, "There's evidence that Rudy Giuliani manipulated the hard drive." Where? Give me a break. Well, he like, said there's evidence, so that's it. That's the right. End of and it for him. and that's and that is what will stick for a lot of people. Well, Dan Goldman said there was evidence. Oh no! And it's like he's. It's, I did. Um, I did Joe Pags. Was it Joe Pags show yesterday? That was that was talking about this. I think so. It's the same thing as when Devin Archer came in and said, "Yeah, we were selling access and influence to Joe Biden." That's what me and Hunter Biden did. And then he and then Dan comes out and he was like, they were selling the appearance of access. They didn't actually have access, even though it was the son of the president or the son of the vice president. Right. Like, you don't think that Hunter Biden had access to his dad. He certainly had access to get him places. He got him on phone calls. That's pretty well evident. But the idea yeah. that he's going to reframe it, that they were selling the appearance of instead of the actual thing. They're just liars. They're dishonest human beings. And someone right. said in the chat, uh, I, I, it, it went past, fast, uh, it went too far past me, but said that dickhead is too nice of a way to describe him, that I'm being gentle on him. And perhaps I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. But he is There's, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. In my, uh, in the quiet moments of my heart, I, uh, I curse Dan Goldman and, you know, I, <laughs> you heard I, it here first. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, I'll have to account for some of that. Some of it is probably not righteous anger, but, um, but man. And it's not just him. It's it's him and, and his ilk. And it's it's sad and disappointing that that's where we're at as a nation, where yes. people like this get elected to office. And I mean, we know it's 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 public knowledge that he spent a substantial amount, millions of his own wealth. I think it was, was like four million dollars. And then yeah, he threw himself well, a parade for winning, which is even yeah. Nicer. And it's like it's like okay. But hey, you, Steve Friend and Garrett Boyle are bought and paid for by Cash Patel. Don't ever forget. For $5,000. Yeah. 
at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, luckily, the people who have been buying the T-shirts and going out there have already made up for that uh, that $5,000 one-time payment, and they have done better than that. So now you are bought and paid for by the Suspendables Army, the uh, the, the self-proclaimed Seraphans. Uh-huh. Which it's, I, quite, but, but, it's, it's quite the grift, isn't it? Just, it hey, is I'm going to make T-shirts in, in my sweatshop basement. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, scrape out T-shirts at uh, 20 or $30 a piece instead of my six-figure federal job. Uh, yeah. I, for those of you who are in the chat that know that call yourself Sarah fans, which by the way, is one of the weirdest moments of my life. That is hands down. One of the strangest things that I've experienced in the f- almost 42 years that I've been on this planet. I shared it with Dan Bongino the other day. I told him that you guys do that. He refers to his uh, live chat as the Bongino army. I think that's fine. There's a lot of them, but, uh, I told, <laughs> I told Dan about the Sarah fans thing that you guys have adopted that I have not asked for. I don't know where it came from, which one of you characters decided to create it, but Whoever did, I told Dan, and then I said, Dan, I feel like I'm that that kid, David, at the dentist. Do you remember that viral video of that little kid who was like, he was high on uh, nitrous oxide, and they had pulled a tooth or something? It was called David at the Dentist. If you guys want to go back and find it, it's an old, old video, very funny. And he's like, is this real? Is this forever? He's just confused. He's sitting in the back seat, and the dad is, you know, abusing him by taking a video of him. That's sometimes how I feel. I wake up, and I look around, and I'm like, is this, is this forever? Is this what happened? What are we doing here? Is this my new life? And it is. Uh, speaking of people that have entered my new life, and I want to go ahead and handle this. You want to talk about a grift. Let's just upset some people today. Are you okay with that, Garrett? I'm, gonna... I'm good with that. Yeah, okay. It's Friday. Why not? Let's topple some apple carts. Will you bring up uh, topic number four, please? And uh, I entitled this topic, I'm just sick of Tarek Johnson. I'm sick of him. And I'm going to say it loudly, and I'm going to say it obviously. There's way too much text for most of you guys to read on this particular screen. But allow me. Tarek Johnson is a former Capitol Police officer. He's the guy that wore the MAGA hat. He was a lieutenant, and he was removed from his job, and I was very sympathetic to his story because his story is actually pretty tough. But I'm going to go ahead and give you some more. First of all, Tarek Johnson, you guys know him because he went on Tucker Carlson, and he had the bombshell reveal that he lost his job for wearing a MAGA hat, but he put on the MAGA hat basically because he was a Biden voter, and he didn't want to get beat up, and so the MAGA hat like allowed him to go do his job, and he helped rescue members of Congress. All right, whatever. He says, update. It just had 1.4 million views on Twitter right now. He updated this yesterday. Update. I spoke to my lawyer and I told him what my plans are as it relates to releasing information on X about the January 6th setup and the cover-up that ensued after. I wanted to see if if there were any legal ramifications I'd be facing when I do. And he stated that he didn't see any. And if something arose, we would deal with it together. So it's a go. 11 exclamation points like a 13-year-old girl. With that said... Okay, so it's a go, guys. It's a go. The information is going to get released. The Kraken is coming. With that said, I ask everyone for patience as I'm going to have to do this the right way. and I'm going to have to make another post before I upload a 12-hour radio run to my page. And additionally, I'm not a tech person, so I'm going to have to find out how to learn how to load large documents and audio files to my computer on X. And so I'm going to need a little more time. And then I'm going to have to work in the middle of all this. And I'm also dealing with some family stuff at the same time. But you have my word that everything will be done by next week. So hopefully by Wednesday, some worry that something may happen to me prior to releasing information. You can rest easy. Tom uh, Finton at Judicial Watch has the info. So does my attorney. Also, Steve Baker, who you guys know from our show, uh, who uh, all of you should be following, has permission to receive the info and do whatever he believes is best with that info in the unlikely event that I disappear. Now we're doing conspiracies for real. Please know that I'm fighting for everyone that was aggrieved from the events of January 6th and unity in our country. And I'm not doing this for any financial gain now or in the future, but for some reasons that I listed above because I serve God and I'm a lion and I'm going to protect my cubs. I don't know who the cubs are. I guess we're the cubs. Uh, in this case, everyone in the January 6th community should know that they were set up and blah, 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 blah. 
Tarek K. Johnson, former lieutenant, United States Capitol Police. Let me just say this very, very clearly to people. Telling the truth is free. It costs you nothing. It costs zero dollars to do it. Now, there may be something that comes on that you take on as the consequences of being someone righteous who says things that are true. If you have the flipping Kraken, man, you've been in the public for over a year at this point. You have been a public figure and people have known of your existence for over a year. So come forward with it. Ryan and I were joking just before we got started. It's like, release the Kraken. Well, first, the Kraken must be well fed and he must be, uh, he must be uh, kept in a nice uh, accommodations. He requires a hotel suite to be able to get himself ready for his public debut. And all the Kraken preparations. And then it's like four years later. And then like the Kraken is still quite tired from his big night last night getting prepared for all of this releasing. And now the Kraken will now be coming forward on the next Wednesday. of the. It's garbage. This guy reached out to Steve Friend and I and he was like, hey, guys, we really need to get to the bottom of January 6th. What we need is like a hotel room and a conference center and like catering. So me and all my friends from Capitol Police who live in the D.C. area can get together in the D.C. area and like have a party where we talk about what happened on January 6th and compare them and get to the bottom of it. Dude, you're not an investigator. You're a flipping mall cop. The, the U.S. Capitol Police should be re referred to as the National Mall Cops because they are on the National Mall and they are security guards. They are not investigators. It is the saddest group of like useless people, diversity hires that you've ever seen. It's pretty much an entire organization hired of like black men and women who couldn't get a job at DC Metro PD who hires felons. So they got a federal pension. I'm saying this very clearly. I have zero interest in knowing what investigators from the Capitol Police have to say. And the answer to the corrupt organization known as Congress, in this case, it was Speaker Pelosi's Congress. Okay, that's what I have to say about that. I hate this crap. Garrett. <laughs> How much does it cost you to say the truth other than you lost your job? Uh, yeah, other than that, nothing. Um, and you know what, what else it does to just say the truth? It emboldens you to just keep saying the truth. And you don't really care about the consequences or you care less because the truth is really all that matters. And that tweet, like, just, it's like, what, what are you doing, dude? I mean, what? What, what are you what are you really getting at here? If 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 what you're saying is true, why preface it with this with this book length tweet? He told um, he told friend he's going to run for Congress to protect his lion cubs. First of all, I'm not a lion cub. I don't I, I don't <laughs> identify as a lion cub. Never have. I'm also really, really sort of confused about like why he thinks he as a guy who basically has told people where the bathrooms are in the capital of the United States. Like in the Capitol building. That was his job. It's like, excuse me, sir, do you know where the bathroom is? It's like, oh, you just go down those marble stairs and they're to the right. <laughs> it's it says bathroom on them. It's like, oh, thank you so much. You're very helpful. Like you're very good at your job. You've next been promoted. I'm... You've been promoted to sergeant. <laughs> yeah, and then next month it'll be lieutenant. Like like Terry. You're now but... a lieutenant. You're a lieutenant. You're an officer in this very important mall cop world. Um, next time I'm in the DC area, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask some Capitol police. I'm gonna say, hey, uh, do you know where the suspendables monument is? That's right. And just, just see. Here's just the other silly thing about all that. Um, when asked, uh, Alpha Warrior, my buddy, uh, Alpha Luna, did an interview with Tarek. By the way, he he won't come on our show, folks. So if you're wondering, like, hey, Kyle, how come you don't interview him? Yeah. I offered him you? many times. I reached out to my connections that were at U.S. Secret Service, that were in other federal agencies, and I tried to get him a job hired back so he could work for 18 more months and get his pension. That's something that I did, uh, and I haven't talked about it because it's not anybody else's business. But this guy is a, is a seems like a fraud to me. 
And one of the things was, is Alpha had him on and was like, hey, you were a lieutenant, right? Um, what sort of de-escalating training, what sort of regularity did you guys have in your training when it comes to using the less than lethal uh, options like pepper spray or pepper balls or batons? You know, like, did you guys get qualified on a quarterly basis or an annual basis? Like how often did you guys tr train with that stuff? And he was like, oh, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know. Can you imagine a lieutenant in your police force not knowing like what their training regiment was for the uh, for the police officers that were answering? Let's just say in Waukesha. No, I no, I, it would be like probably what? be defined you're, by state law, to be fair. Yeah, it'd be like you're a lieutenant. I mean, they're the ones who put it together. Oftentimes yeah. they got sergeant. promoted for that idea. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what? You don't know what it is. You're the lieutenant. Give me a break. You're the guy who's going to either lose his job or enforce the fact that people have not come in and they're going to pull people off shifts to make sure that they get their their, uh, you know, annual or, or quarterly certifications done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and because, yeah, that stuff has to be met, you know, at there's a time hack for it usually. And yeah, that's what they do. That's what a, a lieutenant is, an administrator of all of those types of things. Oh, it's so off putting, man. It's so frustrating to see this stuff. Uh I'm just looking at what we put up on for topics and it's just like, how do we get there? How do we even get to these clowns being the people that are the voices out there? And maybe that's why it's just unserious people doing unserious things. Uh, let's do Let's do a, a thanks to one of our sponsors over here, which I'm, you see me drink over here. I'm drinking my Patriot Cooler. I've got, I've got the suspendables decal on it. Folks, if you want to go and check out our friends over at PatriotCoolers.com, that is the place to go to get something like this. They've got outstanding colors. They are well-designed. They have the one here. This is the travel mug that I carry. Go to PatriotCoolers.com. Use the promo code Kyle, K-Y-L-E. It'll save you 10%. Yes, there are other ways to save 10%, but they don't. Give credit to our show. So please use promo code Kyle, K-Y-L-E. You can pick up any of their hard-sided coolers. You can pick up the soft coolers. It doesn't matter if you're tailgating or if you're traveling around the country or if you're doing some of these snow trips and you want to keep something warm or cold. By the way, it works really good for warm foods too. If you've never seen somebody use a cooler to keep like a bunch of tamales, yeah, do that. Uh, check out this. This is the soft side of this, the 24 cans. That'll hold 17 bottles. I don't know why I filled it full of bottles, but uh, a great company, Patriot Coolers, giving money back to veterans, helping them with mobility issues. They actually give to Homes for Our Troops, which is a 501c3 nonprofit, as Ryan is showing on the screen. Guys in wheelchairs that need some mobility help or people helping uh, retrofit houses. Um, just an outstanding company, like I said, based out of Houston, Texas, America, and they came to us. We didn't go and say, hey, do you want to sponsor our program? They came to us and they said, hey, we know that you made an order back in 2017. Actually, my brother told them I made that order. But 2017, uh, I was doing it right after they launched this company and I started using them on duty and I've carried them to 20 different states at least. This one, this is my OG tumbler. It, it sits on my desk with water on it. That's a that's a, an emblem from one of my buddy's uh, uh, soft units out in, at uh, Fort Bragg. This is from my suppressor company, Dead Air. I've been carrying this thing for a very long time. It's the OG number one Gen 1. Check them out. Promo code Kyle. Ryan's got some. He's taking them maybe internationally, uh, maybe not internationally. I don't know if we're at liberty to say that, but prom, uh, it's uh, patriotcoolers.com. Promo code Kyle. That is what I got. That's what I got for that one. Okay, let's let's switch this thing up a little bit. And let's talk about how goofy this country is. I've got a series of videos I'm going to show you. And Garrett, I'm going to get your reaction. Are you familiar with self-defense laws on a state level? They, they changed, but they basically have the same, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, yes, every state might be a little bit different, but generally speaking, yeah, I'm, I'm probably kind of well-versed in that regard. What generally sets you uh, into a safe position to claim self-defense? What does the the alternative party have to be doing in order for you to claim that your, your movements were self-defense related? Yeah, you as the victim or 
whatever the defender it, yeah you, you have to have a reasonable fear of serious physical injury or death uh to yourself now that's for deadly force what about just like you know if you slap somebody away or you knock them to the ground what does that have to look like I mean, just if somebody's like attacking you, it, it again is a reasonable in Wisconsin, at least it's a reasonable fear. So, okay. The other telling, person has to be the aggressor towards you. Is that accurate? Yeah. 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 For sure. Okay. So aggressor comes at you and then you have to use proportionate force to repel it. And I mean, sometimes you can even, you even as a, as a citizen, you can use a, a higher level of force if. Like for for instance, I'm a big guy. If um if I'm coming is that true? Is that factually true? You, I think it's, are I you? think it's actually true. How, how mean, big a guy are you, Garrett? Maybe maybe not compared to Goliath, but uh, I'm I'm six two two seventy five somewhere in there. And you look not bigger than me on the screen, but in reality, yeah. you're very big. It reminds me of uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights when he was like, "Don't call <laughs> they call me Little John." Uh, don't let that fool you, because in real life, I'm really big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll start having to call me a little G. Yeah. But, uh, That's um, little G. So, yeah, like if, you know, if I'm on the street acting crazy and I'm like about to attack a petite woman or even a smaller man, like you can use a higher level of force to defend yourself. Because, I would definitely use a higher level of force on you. I would I yes. would baton your knees. I, I mean, as you should always go for the knees, you know, Shinburger. I, I would Shinburger you to the ground. I had a, when I was, I'd probably been a cop for, I don't know, maybe two years and a, a guy who had been there for probably 20 because in Wisconsin, the taser and the baton are the same level of force. They're called intermediate weapons here. Yeah. And so you can use either one. Um, if you're justified to, to use one of them, you're justified to use both. And he was like, yeah, I don't know why people use the taser. I always go for the baton. And he's it's like, cause you, you kneecap them and they're done. And the right. taser. If you came for me, I would uh, execute an, an intermediate weapon strike to your lower appendages. That's how I'd write that up. Yep. And in order to to thwart the attack. If I was attacking you in that in that fashion, honestly, then I'd punch I, you in the I, junk. I, just so I you had know. it coming, when, you know. When, when you when you went for your knees, I'd punch you in the junk. Boom. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd be like, "Tell your babies I said hi" or something like that. I'd say like a good catchphrase. Yeah. Okay. That'll keep them down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this video number one. Uh, okay, folks, here's here's the setup. Okay, this is the setup is we are going to show you a video of an interview, an attempted interview. It's like one of those classic uh, 60 minutes or not 60 minutes, but it's like a, a sort of gotcha journalism. Okay, but it's it's a pretty well tried technique. You go out there and you try to ambush journalism is what it is. It's an ambush interview. So that happens. That's number one. Number two, we're going to show you the actual security camera footage that's going to show you from an outside angle with no audio what happened. And then we're going to show you how local news covered it because we live in the clown world. So video number one, let's go ahead and run that and you guys get a watch. We may reflect right afterwards. Hey there, David. How you doing? Oh, hey. How you doing? Good, good, good. Hey, I just was wondering if I could ask you a couple questions. Nope. Why not? Put that away. Why? So let me ask you, when, when did you decide to get obsessed with sex education? Are you going to answer any of my questions? Nope. Okay, so if I ask you how long you've been attracted to minors, or how long you've fantasized about minors having sex with adults and why you write about it in children's books, what are you going to tell me? Nothing? What are you going to do? David, you can't run. It's best if you just talk to me about why you want to push you can't run he's in a dress. onto young people. It's, that's the best thing to do is just have a conversation. Right? You said that, right? Like, I'm obsessed with sex education. 
You said that? Yes or no? No? Huh? Why do you feel like children need to be exposed to draft? Why does he feel like that? Why is that something that children should be exposed to? And why do you feel that drag queens benefit from children being present at drag shows where they shake their genitals and their fake breasts? Also, I was taking a look at your Substack, and it seems like you really, really hate Americans. <laughs> like you just are disgusted with Americans in this country. And it's funny because you would like to see a different America exist where little boys are sodomized by people like you, right? Hey, attack. There's the attack. Yep, you can't do that. Well, so. you, well, let's see what it is. Sometimes the tape can be deceptive from the angle. Okay. So we're going to play video number two. And uh, Garrett, then I'm going to get your take. Self-defense or not self-defense is what I'm looking for here. Ooh. Video two, let's roll it. There's no audio this with might, this. This might have to be a feature. Okay, so two guys in black are walking. One of them is our thing. Then there's the cameraman. And looks like we see guy in white uh, takes a lunge. And guy who was asking those questions decided to push him down. Let's run it one more time, Ryan, if you would, from the beginning. Just roll it back. One more time. So we're going to see two guys in black. These are the two. That's the cameraman and the interviewer. They're walking. Then we see uh, lunge. And then he says, no, you can't do that. That's my cameraman. That's expensive. And he throws him to the ground. And the guy loses all of his soup cans or whatever the heck he was carrying in that purse. <laughs> his tote, his, his soft tote. And then they videoed it. All right. Thoughts on that? Self-defense or not? Yeah. If, if I'm a police officer called to that incident, I'm saying, all right, you guys, like, just go your separate ways. This is done. Um, you should not have attacked the guy with the camera. You're in a public place and whether you like it or not, when you're in public, you don't have an expectation of privacy so they can record you and they can walk on the same trajectory that you're walking on. And if you don't like that, go inside your house or onto some private property where they aren't allowed, but you cannot try to seize the guy's phone or attack him. And that other guy pushing him. I mean, that's totally justified. I mean, there's, I don't see any issue with that. Now, interestingly enough, because of the sort of activist media environment, this was not recently, by the way, this was happening, I think someone said it was like two years ago, but it's come back into the news because now the uh, leftist activist prosecutors are looking at filing charges and they actually have filed charges against these two camera people and the, and the interviewer um, for harassment and for some other things that are sort of oh, made up. Please. The reason why is because the activist media, and this was happening at Arizona State University, it got covered in local media like this. Let's do that video number three, which was also topic number three, coming right out of, uh, what is it, ABC News 12? I think it's it's News 12. I don't know what the uh, what the actual affiliate was. It might be CBS. Go ahead and play that, Ryan, because this guy makes me want to um, throw punches as well. Let's, let's just do this video. Tonight, ASU police are investigating a campus confrontation between an LGBTQ plus faculty member and a right wing tie, organization's though, huh? camera yeah. crew now as a potential hate crime. That entire scene caught on camera. Team 12 political insider Bram Resnick has the security video and he joins us live now in Studio 12, 12A with the details. Bram. Hey, Rachel, the right wing group is Phoenix based Turning Point USA. It spreads the dangerous message that LGBTQ Americans are, quote, coming for your children. College professors are a target in video confrontations promoted online. This one occurred Wednesday on ASU's Tempe campus. How long have you been attracted to minors? Wow, that's crazy. And I just couldn't believe it actually happened on the ASU campus. Gabby Dias was a student of David Boyle's. She's also president of the Greek Life Organization for LGBTQ people on the Arizona State University campus. 
we're always told how safe it is. And to see one of our professors getting assaulted is obviously not safe. A 96-second video posted by Turning Point USA shows a personality named Kalen Dalmeida firing questions at Boyles. Well, he is a personality. Boyles teaches writing and is a founder of the Drag Story Hour. David, you can't run. It's best if you just talk to me about why you want to push sodomy onto young people. Boyles didn't respond. The confrontation came to a sudden end. Boyles said in a Facebook post, knowing that they were filming in order to post this online and inspire even more harassment against me, I moved to block the camera. When I did so, the other one jumped behind me, slamming me to the pavement. A Turning Point spokesman told 12 News, the crew did not initiate any physical altercation. The cameraman plans to press charges for assault. Would like to Here's what the video shows. In the TPUSA video, Boyles appears like you, to right? lunge at the videographer. Hey, then to. the video cuts out. ASU security video shows the rest of what happened. Boyles lunges, then is thrown to the ground. My name's Kalen Dalmeida, reporting for Frontlines. We're out. Back in April, Kalen Dalmeida confronted a University of Arizona professor who does work on queer and transgender studies. In the ASU video, Boyle's face hits the plaza after a hard shove from Dalmeida. I've reached out and he said that he is obviously still shaken up about it, but knows that if he didn't say anything, nothing would happen. David Boyles suffered a deep scrape on the left side of his cheek. He did not respond to our requests for comment. Let's send it back to you. As a paramedic with a decade of experience in uh, traumatic injuries, a deep scrape is often known to be near fatal for people that are fat and don't know how to use their hands to stop themselves when they fall like my toddler does. My two-year-old <laughs> has a better falling position than this fat guy, maybe because he's wearing a dress and it doesn't make any sense. Um, let me just ask you this, Garrett, before we uh, break down what those clowns say. If you name your kid Brom Resnick, is there a pretty good chance he's going to grow up to be a dickhead? Is that a pretty fair sense? Like, yeah, kind of like Dan Goldman's problem? It's uh, it's a near certainty that that would happen, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you named your kid Brom, and then Brom. he chose to like be that guy. I always said, that if like I, I had this joke when I was, uh, when I was a teenager, that I wanted, because my last name is Seraphin, which is French in origin, it sounds like. And so if I named my kid like kind of like a real wimpy French name, like Jean-Pierre, <laughs> if I named my kid Jean-Pierre Seraphine, like he would have two options. He would either get like beaten up every single day and become like hard as nails, or he would become like Brom Resnick and then do the news and simp for uh, LGBTQ plus fat guys who fall in a dress because they're trying to attack somebody that they didn't see that that guy had a buddy. Why would you fight somebody two on one? Is that unless you're bigger? Not smart. Not, Not smart. smart to do that. Okay. Um, unless like the the only reason would be self-defense is if two people are attacking you but in this case the you can one see guy, that he lunges right? but man he had a deep scrape after he fell yeah and to uh, to withhold some of my rage i i had to pull up isaiah 10 1 it says woe to those who make unjust statutes to those who issue oppressive decrees it's one of my favorite verses in the last couple years especially since this suspension because this is where we are as a nation, man. This guy lunges at them. Okay, first, first, let's back up. Mm -hmm. He's a sodomite himself, mm -hmm. and he wants to push sodomy onto children. And he has the drag story hour. And the people asking him questions about that to shine a light on it and hopefully try to help protect children 
are the ones who are in the wrong here. We, dude, we are, we are a nation under judgment, man. That's what we are. That's that we have, we have come full circle and we are completely backwards now where this guy gets to use lawfare himself now to go after these TPUSA guys. When he's the one who lunged That's at That's a far-right organization, that TPUSA. They're mean to LGBTQ-plus yeah. protected people, said the yeah. black guy with the ugly tie. With the tie. With the, with, yeah, with the LGBTQ. Which was a hate crime. That, that yeah. tie was a hate crime. I agree. If it's my eyes could vomit, they would have. <laughs> um, I, I had a girl who was a graphic designer tell me that when I was in college one time. I showed her something. I was like, what do you think about this uh, advertisement? She was like, if my eyes could vomit. I was <laughs> oh, like, thanks. oh, you're so dramatic. It, like, you I know kinda, what? I agree. I bet she doesn't have a daily growing podcast today like you do. But um, with with that, even that news clip, the the words they use, the way they try to pitch it, um, the the former student of his saying, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe we had a professor who was attacked." You didn't. He attacked them, and then since there were two of them, the guy's like, "Hey, you're you're going at you're lunging at my cameraman who's walking backwards." Carrying so probably gonna, a very expensive camera, even if it was a cheap camera, like like relatively cheap, like the ones that I've got up here. Um, we're talking they're they're four figures. Yeah, it's, it's in they're they're measured in the thousands. We just got you a new camera, which will get set up pretty soon, so you can um, show your beautiful face to the world in a way that is. Uh, and, and we were playing last night with some of the effects that it does, which is actually very amusing. But you know, a, a camera costs like anybody who knows a photographer. Like you, you could spend a thousand dollars on a lens easily, and another couple thousand dollars on a camera body, particularly if you're doing it professionally. So, are you going to let some fat guy in a dress knock out your three, four, five thousand dollar camera system? They may have more expensive ones with gimbals and everything, which they should. It right. didn't look like they did actually. They, they, they need to talk to Ryan about how to get that gimbal set up. What do you think, Ryan? You think? I can hook him up. Yeah, you could hook him up. All right. The, the other thing I thought about with this while we were watching it was, um, I thought about Riley Gaines and how she was uh, basically held hostage in California at That's a university. Right. Yeah. And people like this Mr. Boyles guy and the former student and everybody at ASU. It, it seems like, according to the to the news clip. Um, where are they saying, hey, that that's wrong? That type of thing is wrong. Or my favorite, all of these people love to say, well, we're inclusive of everyone. Okay, clearly you're not inclusive of those of us who disagree with your life choices, and you're not inclusive of um, um, journalists from TPUSA who are walking in public asking you questions that you're refusing to answer, which if you don't want to answer them, fine. That doesn't mean you get to attack someone. And when you're at at one of these evil universities in this country, if you have a Judeo-Christian worldview, if you're talking about um, women's sports being for women, oh man, what a novel idea that is. Yep. It's okay for you to get held hostage, but in this case, oh, they're the victim. Always the victim card. Man, it, it, dude, it, it, you may I have just you may have just lost me a listener. Uh, we've got AU twenty four K two forty seven. Yeah, I'm calling you out there, AU twenty four K two forty seven in our chat saying this is a bigoted podcast. I cannot listen anymore. But then also had some laughing emojis. So potentially actually agrees with a lot of this stuff. Um, it's it's pretty nauseating. And and you talked about us being a nation under judgment. Maybe that's why we have the following information happening. We've got Joe Biden, eighty one. You want to pull up this Daily Mail article, Ryan. 81 years old, jokes that he has codes to, quote unquote, blow up the world. That sounds good. And he appears to think that Donald Trump is a congressman in this bizarre uh, gaff strewn visit to a windmill factory. I didn't even know we had windmill factories in this country. That's also somewhat funny. 
Um, he's doing his Don, Don, Don Quixote routine here. Joe Biden oh. bragged that he had codes to blow up the world as he chatted about nuclear weapons on a visit to the world's largest windmill factory. The president went on a uh, went on to mistakenly call his predecessor Congressman Trump in a gastron appearance, and then he appeared with three yellow-vested workers at the facility in Colorado. One of them appeared to ask the question that was inaudible, and he responds. This is the quote that he says. It's always funny, and I can't mumble it the way he does, but he said, uh, now look, my, my Marine carries that. There's a code to blow up the world. That doesn't, this is not uh, nuclear weapons, is it? All right, no, you think I'm kidding. Because he's out of his damn mind. And lest you think that we are making this stuff up, he barely can even get through the word that he loves to say so much. Billionaire, because he loves the idea of taxing billionaires. For a guy who's a millionaire on a on a complete grift from the CCP, it seems quite interesting that uh, he's got such a problem with people that earned their own money and are wealthy. But go ahead and play our video. Number five, uh, I've just entitled this Biden is confused, but maybe that is the judgment that is on this country at this point for all the evil that we've got going on. We've deserved Joe Biden, perhaps. Here he is. Billion, billionaire minimum tax, not even at the highest rate at 25 percent, which is a lot of you pay if you're making a family of 100, a family of four making 150,000 bucks a year. Just 25 percent is still 10 percent lower than the top rate. And it would raise $440 billion over the next 10 years. Just paying 25% instead of eight. Imagine what we could do if we just made these billionaires pay their taxes like everyone else. We could use it to strengthen the Social Security and Medicare system instead of cutting them or like Congressman Trump and Bob were going to do. Just just imagine if my son would pay his own taxes instead of having some rich guy pay taxes for him because he received all the money, but he doesn't know how money works because he's too busy trying to molest little kids, which may or may not have been made by Russia or Giuliani. Mm. I mean, how is this guy in charge of anything? It's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Is that a bunch of malarkey? Do you have a malarkey? <laughs> the Biden, uh, the Biden malarkey. Give me a break. That's a bunch of malarkey. There it is. It is a bunch of malarkey. What is going it on is. with that guy? And by the way, is he a robot? Is that actual Joe Biden? Is that is that uh, body double? Everyone keeps asking. We're all wondering, like, are we getting conned right now? Is there a fake Joe Biden running around because the real Joe Biden died and there's just a robot that just stumbles over and, and it's not being recharged properly? The USB-C port has gotten loose, like on some of your charging devices where like it only holds like a semi-stable charge. Is that what's happening? We choose truth over facts. We definitely are getting conned. That's that's a certainty. Okay. When you were reading that uh, Daily Mail headline, I was like, how is this not the onion or Babylon B? But it's not. This this is real life. And I think honestly, for me, it goes back again to being a nation under judgment. You said it. Um, you get the leaders you deserve sometimes. And um, I think that's the case. Like when a nation falls this far, like that this is what happens. You turn you turn your back on God like that. That this is what happens. Um if I may, I know I already mentioned Isaiah, but dude, I'm going Old Testament on you again. Get it, I'm get gonna, it to me, get it to me. I'm in, in Jeremiah um, chapter 22, and I joke about this with some of my church friends. I, I call Joe Biden Jehoiakim Biden. So Jehoiakim, because probably not a lot of people know, but Jehoiakim was a was a, one of the kings in in Judea, like way back in the day, and he was a godless tyrant. And um, under his reign is when the um the kingdom was allowed to fall and that's when nebuchadnezzar came in and 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 basically had 
Jehoiakim as like a as like a as like a puppet head leader for Israel. He basically left him in place because he was so weak and so bad of a leader that he's like, yeah, yeah, you can be the king still, but hey, I'm in charge. And so I, I was just it made me think of this um, section. I won't read the whole thing in Jeremiah 22. I'll just read a couple verses, starting in verse 18. It says, Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. They will not mourn for him. Alas, my brother, alas, my sister, they will not mourn for him. And it, it goes down a couple verses later, and it says, um, I warned you when you felt secure, but you said, I will not listen. This has been your way from your youth. You have not obeyed me. The wind will drive all your shepherds away, and all your allies will go into exile. Then you will be ashamed and disgraced because of all your wickedness. And man, I swear, it's almost daily I come across something in some of these Old Testament um, prophet books that it's 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 the opposite side of the coin. Just fast forward a few thousand years, and it's it's like man, that's this is where we are. This is where we are as a nation. This is where we are as a people. And you know, thankfully, you know, we've, you, you've built your, your podcast, your audience. And it, it, it does give me a little hope because there are people out there who are searching. There are people out there who see the, un, the unjust statutes, like, like I mentioned earlier from Isaiah and the, the growing oppression. I mean, it's, it's godless tyrants, man. It, it's really what it boils down to um, for me, at least is how I'm starting to frame it and see it more and more. Sadly, they're they're debasing themselves, but as they do so, they're debasing us, and they're also debasing our judiciary, which is losing its credibility. When you charge people that were obviously involved in a self-defense act many, many months after the fact, simply because like a protected class was involved, it's pretty gross. It's pretty gnarly to see that. And Arizona's got some some wild problems that are going on right now. You, you speak about growing our audience. We, we have close to a record number of people in our live chat at the moment right now. And if you are one of those people and you have not hit the like button on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin, we'd appreciate it if you do. Those numbers, they cost you nothing. If you're enjoying what you see, then all you're going to be doing is promoting this video so other people will also get to see it and like what they see. And that would be fantastic. we got a bunch of these uh, Rumble rants we're going to run through just in case they have something to do with you, Ryan. I mean, uh, Garrett, I'm going to read them out to you. we got Justice and Blonde so throwing out this one. Let's adopt Elon Musk's attitude <laughs> and tell all these pedos and women-faced weirdos to G-F-Y. Go F yourself. I'm for it. I like that one. That's a very good one. Uh, Attack Penis. Wanted to quote Isaiah 520. Can you see that on the screen? You want to read that one? Yeah, for sure. This is one of my favorites, man. So Tech Penis, thank you for this. Um, Isaiah 520. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Again, I mean, dude, like, that's the upside down. That's what the upside down is. Uh, Lemon Zinger keeps asking for a truce. I don't know what our truce is. Is it because I I, uh, I called you out for for screwing up my my bet on the MMA? We're, we already have a truce. I've already moved on. I've already forgiven you. I just I always remember things that are funny when people try to ruin my very good. <laughs> I had a, I had a great wager set up for people. So Lemon Zinger truce accepted. I will continue, but I say it in love that I recall that you did screw up my very fun thing with Senator Mullen, and yet. I appreciated it because it gave me something to talk about and let people know that I do, in fact, pay attention to what's going on in that chat when I'm able to. A couple other ones here from uh, Chad Zodi said, Friendly Fridays, God wins. God does win. And Friendly Fridays are are some of your favorites. They are a lot of fun for us, too. Uh, Joe Duerte, no longer Joe Dirt. So smash the thumbs up, all of you. Push it out in the algo. Thank God it's Friday with a love. 
And our buddy Eric Jason, who moderates the chat and uh, moderates the Suspendables group on True Social, says, smash the like. Do not comply. God wins. There it is. Uh, show me how many zingers we have. No smashing till Kyle calls the truth. There's another one. <laughs> Cross telling us to to make the, the rumble green. There's another one. Lemon zinger with the truce. <laughs> the truce That's is there. Great. The truce is there. We've accepted your truce. All right, it is. Uh, and a last one on here. Can we do Garrett's Library Hour episode sometime? Is that just going through... Justice, Justice Pond wants to know if we could do Garrett's library. Were you just going to call out books? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do, we'll do a Garrett. We'll we'll start doing some fun live streams maybe in the evenings. I think we have some abilities to do that. I may have to outsource his sweatshop though. So folks, if you can um, either volunteer your children, if you live in the Wisconsin, the Milwaukee area, that'd be great. Or if you want to, uh, we're going to probably have to find like a print on demand group so that we can pull him out of the basement. Because right now he's basically got like a, like you don't see it, but in the background, one of his hands is actually on a steam press and he's hot pressing extra shirts out. They're a little bit crooked, but you guys will get them. You'll appreciate it. It's because that's what he's doing on this this day. We're going to have to try to That's the kids we hear in the background. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, like they're burning their it. hands and they scream yeah. in. We heard a little one. We heard Lucy probably. Yeah. You mentioned it uh, when you started the the advent calendar. We, <laughs> we started that today too. And I was like, all right, get your candy and get in the basement because you're going to pump out like 10, 15, 20 extra shirts in that first hour once you get that sugar hit. Yeah. That and 90, that 90 cent uh, uh, advent, you know, candy is going to basically pay dividends for a couple hours worth of work. You just got paid in kind. Um, my, uh, my, my three kids, I've got a two-year-old, I've got a almost five-year-old, and then I've got a six, six-year-old coming up on six and a half. And the first two, the girls, the oldest ones, you know, they opened it up and they got the chocolate and they go, oh, and one of them, you know, uh, Olivia starts reading a little bit and she's reading and it's, it was the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. And then the other one read the same thing, um, from memory while she's looking at the words, even though she doesn't read it all the way through, but the four-year-old's getting pretty close to reading it too. And then my son Bodie opened up his and he just ripped the door off and he was like, <laughs> and then he decided to try to rip open all the other ones. Cause he realized it was candy behind all the doors. So we're like, no dude, that's not how this works. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Excalibur yeah, just threw us one more on here. Uh, you got lemon juiced. Apparently we got juiced. Folks, we really appreciate this. So I want to do a promo. This is kind of a fun promo for our friends over at Catholic Vote. Um, they sent out a, and I just, I had to hit them in our, our sort of a Slack chats behind the behind the scenes. They were sending out this tournament of champions, the Catholic Heroes. We pull up the, uh, the Catholic Heroes piece. There it is. So uh, if you haven't seen this, you can actually click through. It's in the show notes. It's Catholic Hero of the Year. I'm in the running. There are eight votes for the first round. There are 16 different contenders. And I'm going to tell you that my vote for the overall win is actually uh, is actually going to be Mark Hout, who I think is the overall winner for Catholic of the Year. But my major problem is is that they actually gave him an unfair soft an unfair soft sort of um, voting bracket for the first round. I don't think he should have a forfeit in the first round, but he did. Ryan, will you pull up topic number seven real quick? What they did is they stacked him up against a judge named William Montgomery. And William Montgomery was in the running of Catholic Vote Hero of the Year simply because he refused to recuse himself from a Planned Parenthood case about abortion. And he was like, no, just because I'm a pro-life Catholic doesn't mean that I have to recuse myself. I'm allowed to have religion. And then um, just yesterday, he recused himself. So that looks like a buy. That looks like uh, or like even like a forfeit for Mark Hout. I don't think Mark Hout needs that soft of a seat. So his bracket better be tougher next round. I'm a little bit disappointed, but Mark Howe should win this standing up. I think he, unlike uh, Dan Goldman was not born on third thinking he hit a triple. He was, he was at the plate and he hit a home run by being a stud and being a great dad for many, many years and being a great Catholic man and a great advocate. And if you guys haven't seen our interview with him, you can go back. It was right after, uh, I think it was a Super Bowl game. And he was telling me about uh, his, his belief that the men in the world, particularly Christian men have a role 
of leader and protector and provider. I think that sort of sits really well with all of our audience as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you know, it sits well with me. I know it does. I know it does indeed. Garrett, tell people where they can find you, where they can buy your uh, sweatshop products one more time, um, what you're promoting right now, if you're doing the Substack, if you're sending those out and uh, we'll say thanks for, for joining us. Yeah, uh, Substack is my favorite, and some of you do follow me there. It's uh, lastline.substack.com, and I apologize. I have not put a new one out since um, Carrie Pickett's article uh, came out a few weeks ago. That's the last one I did, and I, I really would like to get back to doing at least weekly, but uh, yeah, the sweatshop, it really has been keeping me busy, which you can find at the-suspendables.com the-suspendables.com and then you can find me pretty much everywhere else at gob actual are the uh, hats limited edition at this point folks? oh yeah the hats are the hats are winding down so i got a hundred of these patches and i have i have i don't know maybe 20 hats that have a patch on it and then i have 12 patches left and when the when the patches are gone the hats are gone and at least this hat will be gone i will um probably come up with a different patch or a different version but but yeah i i kind of like switching things up you know i i found a weird um sense of like art that i didn't know i had since i've been suspended and uh, i've learned i've learned how to uh design some cool suspendables logos and yeah and you know what you know i remember uh, there was that that moment i have robin hood men in tights in my head and it's mel, mel brooks and he's like fatalist and he's like no we're straight just marry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Garrett likes a little bit of art, but uh, but straight. Produced multiple offspring. Yes, confirmed yes. heterosexual behavior. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll say this about uh, about my my Substack. I have. By the uh, way, you designed all these these ideas. You designed our badge. Uh, you designed many of the logos. The logo that people see spinning on the screen was a Garrett O'Boyle design. Um, all the artwork that is done on all these things, you're designing them. You're out there putting them out there, which is more than I can say about my skill set. I'm no Ryan Matta. I can't do throw up that uh, that uh, that thumbnail, if you would, one more time, Ryan, because it looked really good today. Boom. I'm no Ryan Matta. I can't make things like that. I don't even know whose hand that is, but that hand is exceedingly <laughs> feminine and has very nice nails. It needs a tan and some calluses. However, it's uh, Chris Ray's. It's Chris Ray's hand. There it is. That's why he's on the phone. He's answering the phone. Anyway, uh, Garrett O'Boyle does have some uh, a man of hidden talents. Not only could he probably uh, eat your soul and uh, and send you into the, the next world asking for forgiveness, but he also might draw a really nice design for your tombstone. Yes, Just, I would. I would do both. You It'd would be part of my my recompense. You know, like hey, I may have taken it a little too far. Let me design your tombstone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's this is one of those cool things of um, of this weird bizarre journey we've been on man like I, you know i know you and i it's been we've it's been intertwined for for quite a while when you had me on around on thanksgiving on thanksgiving it was um we talked about it a little bit but um from where where we started to where we are who would have ever thought and the the, the different and unique um characteristics and and gifts that that we have um you me ryan steve other people in, involved like it's it's weird how it's become just like this conglomerate of, of of how we're getting by and how we're pushing forward and how we're digging out and it's weird to say man and i i almost hesitate to because i i know god will be like all right i'm gonna bring something else your way then but i'm grateful for it man I'm, i am and i've been reflecting in that way a lot you know and i just think of of james chapter one it says you know, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. And, and 
I didn't think I was persevering, you know, and, and sometimes it's still hard, but when I look back from a year ago to, to today, we are, we, we all are persevering, man. And it's, it, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be a part of it. I'm grateful for you and, and what you've built and, and yeah, just thanks for having me on. It's always fun. I'll have you on anytime you like. And, uh, folks, I think, uh, Garrett's one of the great people in the world. So I'll say that unabashedly. And I'm, uh, I'm really grateful for his friendship and I'm glad to know him. And we are, are worse off as a country that Garrett does not work for the FBI anymore. Um, say what you like about any of the suspendables, but when it comes to like someone who had a pure heart and did things for the right reasons in the right way, the way that uh, Chris Ray claims that they do, they lost a major asset and, uh, and America lost a major asset in that, in that particular fight. But he's in our fight here with this, uh, exposing America to truth and also intermittent scriptural quoting, which I'm a big fan that he does so comfortably and so easily. It's a, it's a great example for me and maybe for some of you. So thanks for joining us for Friendly Friday. We're going to say a couple of quick thank yous for those who have been writing our five-star reviews on Apple, which you can do. It is in the notes of the show. You can just scroll on down, click on that. If you have an Apple device or a Macintosh computer, you can click through it and kaboom, you will be able to give us a five-star review like this one right there. There's a weird square over that, Ryan. Where did that square come from? It says, uh, Bamba Boy 591. Uh, from November 16th. This is after the Jerry Perna interview. That was actually very moving for many of you. It was quite moving for me. It took a lot of toll on me. And it says, that has to be one of the most powerful interviews I've ever heard. My prayers go out to the Perna family, especially this time of year as we come into Christmas. And those of you who have lost a loved one, you know that this is probably the toughest time of the year to have that sort of thing. We really do appreciate Jerry sharing her story with us. And Bamba Boy, we thank you for watching the show or listening to the show. And we thank you for your five-star review. You can leave your own five-star review. We will read them on the show if you do it right there. And join us every weekday at 0930 Eastern Time. That's here at 830 in Texas, America on the Kyle Serafin Show at rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. If you want to join the, the live chat, which has been uh, difficult to keep up with. It's been moving so quickly today that it's almost hard for me to see what's going on. I just catch little snippets. I'm appreciative of all of you so-called Sarah fans, you strange weirdos that have named yourself something that I would have never guessed. It is a, it's an odd blessing, but I'm very grateful for all of you. And I look forward to seeing you guys again after the weekend. Have a wonderful first Sunday of Advent and God bless you as you go into the weekend. Be safe. Thanks for listening to the Kyle Serafin Show streamed live weekdays on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. Follow Kyle on Twitter, Truth Social, and Instagram at Kyle Serafin.